Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. Hi there, it's Andrew here and today's podcast we're going to talk about removing distractions and playing snakes and ladders. Um, Before I dive into today's podcast, I just wanted to make mention of an event that Greg and I are running um, where we help farmers make more profit, make more money on your farm and we really show you how to run a better farming business. Uh, it's a fantastic two days. It's an opportunity to get away from the, from the busyness of work, get away from being the, the technician or the manager and come, come along for two days to work on your business and uh, we give you a very comprehensive workbook. It's 70-odd pages and you actually, you don't just sit there and, and learn from us. We actually take you on a journey and get you to really strategically think about what you need to do to improve the profitability on your farm. So if, you, if you're interested in that, um, check out our website, farmownersacademy.com forward slash event, farmownersacademy.com forward slash event, or reach out to us and we're happy to have a chat. Um, but look, it's, it's a fantastic two days. A lot of people uh, struggle to get two days out of their busy lives, but this is going into the, what I call this the zone. You have the opportunity to learn what you need to do to be more effective or more efficient. Um, and and really uh, improving the profitability of your farm and your business and also learning how to run it with systems and and other team members and helping you uh, scale up that company as well. So today we're going to talk about this this concept of of removing distractions and and this concept called playing snakes and ladders. And I'm going to discuss three simple things that will help you learn about removing distractions and playing snakes and ladders. But I wanted to talk about the importance of focus. Um, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett were at an event together and they were asked by a guy running the event if you had to suggest one thing that you would pass on to other entrepreneurs and business owners when it comes to succeeding in business what would you say that is? And Warren Buffett just said, look, I believe it's your ability to focus. And um, Bill Gates uh, agreed immediately. He said, I totally agree. It's your ability to, to, to minimize distractions and to hold your energy and attention on, on uh, the task at hand and to be really clear on what, what's the goal that you're aiming to create and the ability to say no to everything else that's not in alignment with that particular goal. And, you know, this is increasingly challenging these days because we are faced with so many new distractions. And really, the, 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 the killer for all of us is uh, the internet um, and smartphones and, and tablets. I, I would say that these little tools, whilst they've, they've enabled us to become more productive in some ways, I, I would say that they've had an increasingly more negative impact on our lives. Actually, I remember when um, Steve Jobs passed away there was so much coming out, thanking him, and, and he's changed the world with Apple and smartphones and the, the, the iPhone. And, and, and I totally agree that, that um, he, he's done that. He's, there's no question in my mind that that guy's a genius, and I have enormous respect and, 
admiration for him. But and I wrote an article at the time, but I I was too scared to release it. But I actually the article that I wrote was, you know, this guy's gone and changed the world for the positive. But let's also look at the other end of the spectrum here. He, there's there's a lot that he's created that's quite negative. And he's put a tool in people's hands that that have enabled us to become way more distracted, um, because we, we we now can take text messages, phone calls, we can check the weather on our phones, we can use it to check social media, news sites, all these other apps. I mean, people are even installing apps to become um, more more focused. I mean, that we, we get glued to these phones. And we, we really lose track of, of what's important and we get distracted. There's, they're actually just tools, in my opinion, that can often enable us just to get sucked down rabbit holes. So, so you know, as much as he changed the world for the positive, there's, there's also an equaling balancing effect on the, on the negative. Anyway, I didn't send that, that article, but I just wanted to share that. And I think the internet as well, um, has, we're set up in a society that makes it really challenging to, to pick, a, pick a goal and hold all your energy on it. And again, if you were to think about a professional athlete, they really have a capability of tuning into a goal and, and making sure that they don't get distracted with, with anything else. I mean, there's this fantastic book and the book's called Will This Make my boat row faster. Will this make my, my boat row faster? And the author was an Olympic rower. And he came up with this book because he defined a question that he wanted to ask himself. And he wanted to ask this particular question every minute of every day. And, and the question was, will this make my boat row faster? Because he was so clear on his goal, meaning he wanted to become the, the Olympic gold medalist, and he knew that he had to say no to literally everything else that wasn't in alignment with him achieving that particular goal. So he eliminated all the distractions and became very focused. And he was able to become very focused because he came up with a question that enabled him to question everything and look at, is this really something that I need to do that will move me towards my journey? And that's why um, one of my favorite questions is, uh, is this the best use of my time right now? Such a powerful question because you can have that stuck on your wall in front of you. I used to have that as the screensaver on my computer. And it was just very simple. Is this the best use of my time right now? But anyway, I wanted to um, talk about three solutions to helping you minimize distractions. Because distractions, if you like, are the cancer to, to re- keeping focus. And my three things, are number one, I'm going to talk to you about focusing on one thing and, and, and the power of that. Number two, I'm going to introduce you to the concept of snakes and ladders. And number three, I'm going to talk about the power of saying no. So firstly, this focusing on one thing. I highly recommend a book called The One Thing. Uh, I don't know who the author is, I apologise, um, but the book The One Thing is really simple in a nutshell. It talks about focusing on one thing at a time. Now, when you're back at school, I want you just to imagine that you, you've just finished morning tea break, or let, let's say you've just finished lunch, sorry. I don't even recall if we had a morning tea, but you've finished lunch and you are sitting down for 
a, let's say, a maths class, right? Now, if you don't like maths, you're not going to be focused at all. But just for, for, for reasons here, let, let's just all pretend that we like maths. And you sit down in the room and the teacher starts teaching. Now, this is, this is a proven piece of science. It takes around about 15 minutes for your brain to let go of lunch and enter the present moment in that particular maths class. And I, for all of a sudden, you just tune into the maths class, okay? We're just, again, hypothetically speaking, you're, you're enjoying this. And we, you've got like, let's say you go 10 more minutes and you're starting to learn a few things about maths and then all of a sudden the science teacher comes and kicks the door down and says, right, everyone, let's do a science experiment. Now, all of a sudden, the whole class is distracted and you look up and the, the science teacher takes over and you do this science experiment for five minutes and he goes, thank you, bye, and the science teacher runs out the door. Now, the crazy thing is, but you've got to go back to the, when you go back to doing the maths, you actually take another 15 minutes to get present again. So let's just say that that class went for an hour you've really only got about maybe 20 minutes of productive learning or productive work in that maths class because you had a major distraction that happened in the middle of it. But so many people set themselves up where, they, where they're focusing on multiple things at once and this can become a major, major issue. There's, as I was saying, I, I, I believe um, checking emails, checking social media, checking news sites... Um, we get trapped in this this thing like the, uh, it's called the OCD loop, where you you have a break and you move from check my email, check Facebook, check news, back to email, back to Facebook, back to news, and we run this loop over and over and over again. And and people will go and work on a task, and someone will ring them and they'll take the phone call, or um, you know whatever it is. That but there's no there's no focus. There's no focus on one thing and. You know, in my opinion, this is actually rotting our brains by doing this. And I've been very guilty of doing this myself, by the way. And I'll talk about um, snakes and ladders shortly because it's one of the best solutions to, to fixing this. But, but reality is we, we, we've forgotten to allocate sufficient enough time to a task to get the, to get the task done because we allow distractions. And so one of the, the best things that we can learn to do is when we set a task... And prioritize that task. We do not move on to the second task until the first task's done, and we be really disciplined to eliminate distractions. So this is why when I create my weekly list of tasks, I uh, first of all I time frame them, and secondly I will prioritize them from one um, all the way down through to the to the to the eleventh uh, task or whatever it is to the last task, so it might be one to 30 tasks. And I just make sure that I schedule the one in first, the two in second, etc. And, uh, uh, and, and, and then I really have the discipline or have learnt the discipline to say I'm not allowed to move on to task two until I've completed task one. I'm pretty sure it was from the book The One Thing. I can't remember if it was from there or from somewhere else. But I very much... <laughs> Very much. That's actually not really a word or a phrase, but I, I, I remember it suggested you take out a whole lot of post-it notes and then you write on all the post-it notes all the different tasks that you need to do. 
and let's say you've got 15 things that you need to do and then you take them all and you put them all in order of priority from one all the way through to 15, for example, and then what you do is you stick them all in front of you with, with the highest priority task at the front and the, the lowest priority task at the back. And the rule of thumb is you're not allowed to move on to the next task until you finish the first. And this is really challenging for a lot of people. And I think it's becoming increasingly challenging for a lot of people because we're training ourselves to be distracted by white noise, i.e. social media notifications, um, news sites, all the stuff that's set up to distract us. And the, 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 the key is as well, uh, when you sit down to work on a task, don't take the phone call. Don't, don't answer the phone. Unless it's urgent, unless it's important, you, you need, we need to find discipline to switch off all these distractions and stay focused on that task. So, for example, if you have to create a cash flow budget for your business, you're far smarter putting yourself in a room for two or three hours or whatever it's going to be and, and holding yourself present on that task uh, until it's done. Okay, and, and you're actually smarter doing that than, than uh, trying to do 15 minutes here or there because, you know, as I said before, it takes 15 odd, odd minutes to get into a, into a task. This is why, you know, if, if some people don't realise this, they, they need to allocate a lot more chunk of time to complete a task than what they think they should because of the, the time it takes to get present in that particular task. And if you're finding that you're all over the place when you're trying to complete that particular task, then, then I would argue that that's because you've allowed um, a whole lot of you've, – you've allowed your brain to become fluffy, if you like, from, from distraction, from checking phones and jumping from one thing to the next. And, and you've trained your brain to become unfocused. And so we need to firstly – Set up the discipline to focus on one thing at a time. Multitasking is black and white. I'm going to say it, bullshit. It just doesn't work. It's the most crazy thing on the planet because it, um, it's just we're not, we're not designed to focus on two things at once. We're designed to focus on one thing at once. And, and if you can discipline yourself to do this, uh, you, you'll see so much more productivity. Now... This is one of the major reasons why I was introduced or I took up meditation about eight years ago or so. And I was being, at the time, I was being coached by a guy. Um, his name's Simon Reynolds. He'd sold his company for half a billion dollars. And I was working with him. And, and he picked up my stress levels. And, um, and he said, Oh, I can hear you stressed, Andrew. I said, Yes. And this was on a coaching call. And, and he said to me, um, have you ever meditated? And I said, no. And he said, well, um, I reckon you benefit from, from learning meditation. And I said, you know, wh- why? And he said, well, it's going to help you let go of all this thinking. I can, you know, I can tell your brain's just all over the place because you're thinking about so many things. He said, your brain's scattered with thought because there's so many things happening. And he said, the other, other benefit that you'll get, which is absolutely true, by the way, he said, imagine this for a moment, Andrew, if you can close your eyes in the morning and hold your attention on nothing for 20 minutes. So you, you, when, you, when you meditate, the idea is to sit there and you, you let go and you, you, um, you allow the thoughts to come, but you allow them to go. You can't force the thoughts to stop. You just don't allow them to stick in the brain. So I might be thinking, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. I need to not fight that thought. I need to just let it through, let it through, let it through. So thoughts will come 
And if you do this for long enough, um, it, it takes a long time to get comfortable with it. But over time, you start finding that out of that 20 minutes, you might only have thoughts for five minutes and then you can have 15 minutes of this, this pure bliss, if you like, where the brain's actually not thinking of anything. It can just sit there in, in complete rest. And by the way, the brain significantly benefits from doing that. It, it's very, very healthy for the brain because you're putting your brain into deep rest. And I didn't realize this, and Simon helped me learn this, that that's one of the most powerful ways to improve focus. Because if I can concentrate on nothing for 20 minutes, what that means when I go into work on, on for example, um, putting a system in place, or I need to work on writing a job description for a new, new person, I, it just means I can hold my energy that little bit longer on the one thing and get the job done. So I don't, it, it means that you can complete tasks a lot more efficiently because your brain can hold its attention on there. But it's, it is so true when we focus on one thing, we, we need to sometimes remove ourselves from distraction. So if you've, got a, if you've got a phone sitting beside you and it's beeping or causing distraction, then you know, how are you going to complete that task? So this really leads me into part number two, snakes and ladders. And I'm, I'm not sure if you remember playing the game snakes and ladders um so just to remind you when you land on a snake you go down and when you land on a, a ladder you, you rise and the, the objective of the game is to roll the dice and you move around the board like a snake and then the objective is to get to the top of the board the f- person that gets to the top of the board wins and i think this is such a powerful metaphor because in life there's all these things that can we can set up around us that can trigger us to fall down or trigger us to rise and so what we want to do is we want to identify our snakes so for me snakes are things that i'll give you an example of some of the snakes that i've identified in my life that i've now removed um i for whatever reason got into the habit of checking news sites I, I i when i when i would go and have a break i would firstly check news.com then i'd go and check the sydney morning herald then i'd go over and i'd check business insider then i'd go to smartcompany.com then i'd check the abc news and then i'd go over and check fox news and then there's one more huffington that i was it was unbelievable right and I wouldn't spend an enormous amount of time on these sites, but I just, I'd, I'd, put, I'd open up my, my smartphone. This is, I'd go up for a cup of tea whilst drinking the tea. I'm not even present doing it. I'd pull out the phone and, and away I'd go. And I'd just go ding, 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 ding. And as a result, um, my, I, I, I would just become distracted, right? So, and, and, and I was doing – and then I'd not only that, I'd finish them all and then I'd do another round before the end of the break. So in 15 minutes, I've checked like seven news sites. Man, talk about OCD. When I look at it, it's crazy. So that's a snake for me. The, the snake is the fact that I, my phone allows me the ability to do this. So what I did was I went onto my phone and I went to a, a place that enables me to block websites on Chrome. I use Chrome. And I can go into block websites and I can write out all the distractive websites. And so I, I ban myself from all those seven-odd news sites. And so it's crazy because I know they're blocked. I don't even bother putting them in my phone. So the first after I blocked it, I went up the next time and um, all of a sudden 
I was unable to um, check any of these things because uh, I knew they were blocked, right? And all, and all of a sudden I went, oh, I might as well put the phone down and have a break. Now, the other thing as well, I had to remove the social media from, from, my, from my phones. And, and I can, I can, it allows me to check it on the computer, but just don't check it on the phone because it's just distraction, right? So you really want to look at what snakes have you got in your environment that cause you to go fall down? I mean, it could be um, uh, cold beer in your fridge. So when you get home... Um, instead of, for example, I'm, I'm making this up. This is not this is not a thing for me, but it, it, it was, and I'll talk about that in a future thing, future episode. But you might get home, and there's because there's cold beer in the fridge. The brain's triggered by it, right? So you're naturally inclined to walk over and and buy and drink the beer rather than going and doing exercise. You might have a snake where you're so conditioned to the alarm clock going off beside your bed that you're pressing snooze three or four times before getting up. It's just, it becomes a snake. It's not really helping you. So, so we want to look at your environment and we want to look at, you know, what's all the snakes? What, what's causing me to go down? What's causing me to, to not become the, the better version of myself? And, and, and remove these as much as possible. And on the flip side, we want to look at the ladders and, and what ladders can I put in, in my, into my week, into my day that can pull me up, that can move me up. So some of the ladders that work very well for me, um, I know if I, I get up in the morning, 5am, uh, and currently I drive down to the beach and do some, some form of exercise, right? So, and by the way, I'm on the way down to the beach, um, this, is a, this is an example of a ladder. I drink a litre of water, so, so because I just don't drink enough water for whatever reason, and I just think, cool, if I can wake up and drink a litre of water a day. So I get down and then I, and then I do my exercise. And again, exercise is a ladder for me um, because it makes me more... It decreases stress. It makes me happier. Um, and then I come... I'm able to do the exercise, come home, have an hour with my family. So 7.30 to 8.30 with the family. And then at the 8.30, I will go and use another ladder, which is I'll, I'll plan my day out and just do some journaling... Um, schedule out what I want to achieve that particular day, reflect on it, come up with my priorities, and, and then I start my particular day. Now, they're all, they're all ladders. So the water, exercise, planning my week's a ladder, but planning my day's a ladder, journaling's a ladder. These are things that lift me and uh, enable me to become more effective, more efficient, happier, all of, all of the above. So, so it's so powerful, right, when you understand that. Identify the snakes and remove the snakes. Identify the ladders and add the ladders. Finally, 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 when it comes to removing distractions, removing distractions, um, the power of no. And again, Warren Buffett talks about the most successful people have the ability to say no to most things. And I learned something so um, amazing for me recently, and oh, I'll pass it on because it really helped me. And I'm I'm very much a yes person, so I love um, saying yes with little thought. Um, and I have really had to rein myself in. So someone might ask, "Can you do this favor?" Yep. Can you do this? Yep. 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 But realistically, when you're constantly saying yes. 
uh, without thinking about it, you, you really can often let yourself down because you didn't really want to do it in the first place. And if you let yourself down, then, you know, you, you might become irritated or frustrated and then you, you're not a, you could be a better partner to your partner, better, better parent. You know, there's only so many hours in the day. So, so we have to be quite ruthless with what we say yes to. So there's two things on this about saying no. Number one is never, ever agree to something on the spot. Always, if someone ever asks you to do something, always politely say, oh, look, thank you so much. Um, is it okay if I just check out my schedule and, and, and allow me to come back to you? I think that's so powerful. So just buy a little bit of time before you say yes. Um, and the second thing that I found was really powerful for me was if you wouldn't do it tomorrow, be careful saying yes to it. If you wouldn't, if you think of, when you get asked to do something, ask the question, would I do this tomorrow? And if the answer is no, be very, very careful saying yes to it because reality is often we, we, we say yes to things and then when the time comes around, we didn't really want to do it. And, and, um, and that's such a great check-in. You can tune in and say, look, if I don't really want to do it. And, and I found that that little question, asking that question, has enabled me to say no a lot, lot more. And, um, and as a result, uh, doing less and, and saying no to less things um, enables you to become so much more focused and stay true and committed to the things that are important to you. Because really, there's no reward for being the busiest person. I mean, people pride themselves on being super busy and super high achievers. And, you know, the, it's the family that's kicking butt in business and they're super fit because they say yes to all the exercise things and they're on the school councils. And it's like there's not going to be a reward for you that says congratulations on being the busiest person alive. I mean, it's, it's not true. I would actually argue that the happiest people that I've met have significant what I call B-time. And that's time when there's nothing scheduled, nothing planned, where you get the opportunity to, for example, go out and sit in your garden and just sit there and enjoy sitting in your garden. And it's not sitting in your garden looking around thinking far out, um, we should be doing the lawns or we should be pruning back that tree or, oh, I've got to go and do that because that's not B time. That's, that's, you're still stuck in your head and you're, you're in do time, right? You, and, and when you look at life, you, you realise we've got this short, precious space and this beautiful country um, that I live in, Australia, that I would imagine most people listening to this live in. And, and you know, there's only so many years we get, we get that we can actually truly enjoy it. So do you really want to fill it with just being busy for the sake of being busy? And I will really uh, get you to question that and look at, you know, why do you need to be so busy all the time? Why can't you create some space to be more, to enjoy more, to the old cliched saying, smell the roses, go and have a, a, t- a full day or two with your family where you get to chill out and, 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 and have no plan. I've just returned from an incredible week off and I ban myself from working, I ban myself from um, computers uh, a fraction. I, I'm not going to say fully because that's a lie. I, I, I probably was online about three hours in the whole week. Um, but I was very disciplined with it I, and... and I didn't travel. I was at home. Uh, very lucky because I do live on the on the coast, and we just went and had days on the beach, walking and da- trips to the park, and 
And um, we even had just time to go and sit in our garden and relax and enjoy our own backyard without any pressures of needing to do anything, go anywhere. It was rolling with the flow. And it was one of, it was one of the best weeks that I've, I've had. And I feel so refreshed um, today and, and ready to go again. So I, I just wanted to also advocate the power of no. So in a nutshell, um, really master focus. It's one of your greatest strengths to learn more about focus. Learn to focus on one thing. Be careful of multitasking. Eliminate distractions, okay? Get rid of the snakes and amplify the ladders and master saying no. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, the Top Producers event really goes deep into helping you make more money on your farm and run a better farming business. So myself and Greg Johnson will be running this event and um, we, we really advocate you doing whatever you can to get there. We, we know you'll have two of the most valuable days with your family coming along and learning to be more efficient and you know, learn some of these skills that we've been passing on that we can go a lot deeper with you. So check it out, farmownersacademy.com forward slash events. I'll be in touch. Take care.